Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We back again, me and Cesar. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Bob. Uh, what a night of boxing. What a night of boxing. <laughs> Man. You know what? Boxing is a theater, bro. You just don't... When you think something's going to go a certain way, it goes the other way. Your favorite boxer does a certain thing. Said something else. Man, it's a theater, bro. And this is yeah. why we're here. This, this is, is why, why we're, we're here. here. Absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. had it 7-5. Well, you said 8-4, right? 8-4. Yeah, I said it would be seven five unless Canelo could get him out of there by ten. We we were half right. We were on our way. <laughs> we were on our way. Yeah, man. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I I honestly I'd probably get some hate for it, but uh, man, I gave Saunders just two rounds. I gave him two rounds. You saw my score. Did you do? Right, you sent it to me last night. I saw it. Um, and I, and I felt the same way. Five and six, I think I gave it to him. Let me let me pull oh, he, let, me, let me see if I can pull it up. I believe that's what I gave him too. Um, but yeah, man, it was uh it was real good. Um Saunders started off slower than I thought. I thought he was gonna like start on the gas, bro. Yes, I thought he was gonna go. I thought he was gonna, yeah, I thought he was gonna front run. I thought he was gonna front yeah, run. That, me too. I'm like, he's gonna start the pressure on. Canelo, right? Oh, no, it wasn't that way. Nope. And actually, Canelo just started like going off his own rhythm. He, for a certain, the first few rounds, he was like fighting Canelo's pace, you know, trying to kind of, uh, you know, use his, uh, use his ring generalship a lot. But as soon he as the first punch came in. To me, he didn't even do that. To me, from what I saw was Canelo came for it. And I think Canelo, more than anything, and this is just my opinion. I think Canelo was trying to feel him out. I think Canelo okay. was trying to feel yeah. where he was. And when Billy Joe didn't, be. yeah, Billy Joe didn't do nothing. He was like, okay, left hook to the body. You know, he threw, he threw a left hook to the body. Like, all right, so you're going to step to to your left, your right, my left, left hook to the body. Boom. He threw it once. I think he might've hit the elbow. He might've actually hit him. And then he did it again, like maybe 10, between 20 and 30 seconds later, I think something around, sometime around there. He threw it again. And then it was a right hand. Yes, yes. And then it was yes. a right hand. And I was like, oh, okay. This is how it's going to go. This is how it's going to go. You know what? I'll tell you when I knew something was different was when he threw it. And out of these 70,000 crazy-ass people, you could hear his grunt. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. oh damn, right away with that grunt. Like, yeah. man, that's one punch, bro. He doesn't. And usually he only grunts. When he knows the punch is like open, but even when he was hitting the elbows of the arm, he was this. <laughs> there you go. There it is. He was doing yeah, that. And I, was like, oh, he wanna, I was like, he want to hurt him. He want to hurt him. Like he has no yeah. love for him at all. Nope. And he ain't, nope. you're not supposed to have love. It's a, it's a fight. Like you want to get the guy out of there. But um, right, right, right. when he started grunting early like that, I said, okay, this is what it is. <laughs> like Billy like Joe. Yeah. Billy Joe has to back him off. You, you know? have to. You for for have those to. who are listening, I don't know if you guys are a fan of old fighters like the 90s. Go back and watch a fight uh, between Marco Antonio Barrera and Kennedy McKinney. 
All right. It's an absolute awesome fight. Go back and watch that fight. And in in Kennedy McKinney's corner, they told him, Mac, you got to back him up. You can't let him come forward. You got to back this motherfucker up. Kennedy McKinney was backing Barrera up. Now, when Barrera realized what was happening, of course, Barrera being a smart fighter that he is, he pressed forward and he started digging to the body with the left hook to the body and he started jabbing and throwing his right hand at him at the same time. But uh, to me, that's the only game plan. If you can't get Canelo to back up off for you, you're not going to have much success with him all night. And I don't understand why... I understand Billy Joe Saunders is a boxer. He's a pure boxer. That's what he does. But I don't Olympic uh, champion. Yes, but I don't understand why his corner didn't advise him or didn't train him to push Canelo back to push back any uh to push Canelo back at any point in time during the fight. Because if you don't do it, you're not gonna win the fight. There's no way you can win that fight. Yeah, and, and you know what? It probably was a lot of. Uh... You know, that, that those first initial punches, he's probably like felt the power, of course. But once you start making those deposits to the body, man, it becomes an investment later on in the fight. I, I don't know about you, but I don't know if you noticed towards the later on, he started ducking more, like going more down, mm-hmm. almost as if to say, like, I got to, you know, he, he knows that body punch is coming, but he went extra down, too. Yeah, he was squatting. I, I don't know. Did he you was know? Squatting. Exactly. He was exactly. squatting. And, and it wasn't just like a squat. It was like, yo, this shit, he connected. Because, you know, usually guys, they hunch and they put their hands down to protect themselves go. from the body blow. You know, you put your guard up or you, uh, Evander Holyfield would do like the turtle. He would do like the turtle shell where you, where you hunch up real quick. He wasn't doing that. Like he was hunching all the way over, to, you know, to cover himself all the way up. And that's what led to a lot of those other shots to the head and everything. But Yeah. And timing is key, right? He, yeah. he he backed off he knew that ride was coming and he knew he was gonna duck back and comes that bone breaking uppercut like yeah. oh my god man but, it, but cesar it was all the other shots before all the other right hands even before that, too. that it was all the right, right hands before that canelo wasn't hitting him just to hit him in the body he was hitting him to hurt his arm or anything else that he could hurt canelo didn't care and canelo canelo knew that he knew he had to do that, do those type of things to 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 affect Billy Joe Saunders' game plan. Like, I'm not gonna let you throw that left hand all night. I'm gonna hit that motherfucker and make you, you know what right. I'm saying? Make it numb so you can't use it. <laughs> that's a, that's a, veteran moves, right? Levels, right? Veteran Absolutely. moves. You work against. Absolutely. Kinda... Absolutely. Um, that's a great. So. This is what I call, and no disrespect to nobody listening, but uh, this is what I call, I told Cesar this a while ago. This is the European tour. I told motherfuckers this. I was like, this is what he's going to do. Like, he's going to he's gonna get everything out the way at 168 that got a belt, and that's European. I said this. This is what Canelo was doing right now. This is the European tour. We can like it. We can hate it. We can be mad. We can be jealous of it. Canelo holds all the cards in the decks. He got what 15, 20 million for this fight right here. Um, he goes home with barely a scratch on him, maybe a little cut or puff along the, one of his eyes. But this is his tour, man. You know, like he holds all the cards to the deck. And these are the guys that he's gonna fight right now. Like, as as disappointing for me as a boxer fan, that is to see that this is the only competition that. 
he may take. This is just boxing, bro. Like Canelo's a guy sitting at the top of the deck, and the next guy is Caleb Plant. And I think Caleb Plant is a good boxer, but how long can you put up with that, pimp? Man, it's when I saw that, and uh, I'm like, after the fight, I'm like, I thought about Caleb. Like, yo, bro. <laughs> Ooh, shit. Like, yo, bro, this dude's coming with bricks, man. Like, that power's real, I think. And Caleb. He throwing he th- a, a kitchen sink behind it. He throwing a kitchen sink behind it. You know, like, he, Canelo is not. Canelo in no way is trying to tap you. <laughs> like, he's he's not trying to tap anybody. Yeah, his punches. Yeah. Like, if you're listening to him, you hear him. It's. it's like that's all force. That means I mean it. That's all that energy is exerting into that punch, man. Everything he could just put right in it, right? And he wasn't tired. it right out. And he wasn't tired. Oh hell no, dude! This dude was chill as hell during the whole fight. He wasn't tired. Canelo had a uh, lot more to give, and I, the crazy part—what? Not the crazy part, but the the thing that made me kind of like excited because it wasn't much to really go off of. Like you know what you're watching. Is when he weighed the fans and like, yo, come on, help me get this motherfucker out of here, man. Where my people at? You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> he did, man. He did. He riled everybody up. Everyone went nuts after yeah, that. Yeah, when he weighed um, everybody in, like, come on, let's get this motherfucker out of here. Y'all want him to go? And then, you know, he, he commenced to do yeah, what he's man. supposed to do. But this is what it is right now. Like, I I salute him for 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 doing what he's doing. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't be totally mad. Like, he holds the cards to the deck. But the one thing that I have to say is that if this were, and I have to say this because I've seen it happen already, if this were a black fighter not fighting the best people, they would say he was trash. His mama should should have uh, got rid of him, got rid of him when he was a baby. They would have said everything about him if he was a, if he would have been a black fighter. If he would have been ducking all these tough ass fighters, they would have been smashing him. They'd have been smashing him if he'd have been black. But salute to Canelo for doing what he's doing. I I see it. I know what it is. And hey man, Caleb Plant man, Caleb Plant man, you next, bro. Yep, pretty much, bro. I I know you in the gym. I know you working hard, bro. But get 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 on that shit because you're the bigger guy. Get ready. Get ready. You're the bigger guy. And, and not yes, you're the bigger guy, and you got to. You, I know you're a fast guy, and I know you're a boxer, but you got to be able to put some combinations together and stand in the pocket at some point. You better, yeah, I better go back and watch some uh Pernell Whitaker tape because th- I mean, the, the motherfucker coming, man. Like Canelo ain't he even said it in English, I'm coming, my friend. I'm coming, my friend, exactly. He's a, he's a fucking I, tank. Oh, shit. he's a tank. He's a tank. He's definitely a tank, bro. Yeah, definitely a tank. Um, he, uh, uh, man, I, I, I did not see this type of stoppage at all. At I all. did. I didn't, think was, I, did. I didn't think it was gonna happen like this. Man. I didn't think. I didn't think it would happen in eight. I said. I, I told. I said nine or ten. It would be something that that BJ Saunders wasn't used to because that's what it, when Canelo knows that he has you and he starts to warm up. The more he warms up, if you pay attention, he, if you're paying attention to Canelo, he starts to do, do, do stuff that lets you know that, hey, I'm comfortable in the ring. Like if you out. So I don't know if you saw this very subtle move that he did 
but he fainted in and he threw his left, he threw his right hand up and then he threw a punch with his left, with his left hand. Like that shit Canelo does when he's comfortable in the ring. You yep. understand what I'm saying? Like th- that, mm-hmm. that stuff that he does. So when he started doing, I was like, yep, there you go. Definitely, man. There you go. Um, I, I would like to see a better offering from the next guy, Caleb Plant. But um, this just is what it is, man. Salute to Canelo Alvarez, Viva Mexico. Uh, red, white, and green, pimp. Cause He did it, man. Yeah. Yep. He, uh, one more belt. He did whatever. One more belt in his plans. Um, it seems like he, that's all he wants. So he definitely wants to make it. So sounds like it'll happen. I think Plant's been wanting it too. So why not, right? Let me ask you this. Did you see uh, the post interview where uh, Andre came to the press conference? I did. I saw the clips of that, man, today. I saw the clips, man. I'll tell you what, though, man. This Andrade is smart. He pulled the Lara in that conference, man. He went in there and called him out. Say what you want about it. It's only getting him more clout. This is going to get more recognizable for him. This is good for him. Whether I know, um, I also read that uh, Jermel thought that that was disrespectful and actually called Andrade and his dad a bum. I, I, I guess I get it from a fighter's perspective is your win. So, so it's but different. as a fan, I think, ah, dude, I thought it was great. I thought it was great too. And the thing about what Jermel did is not too long ago, he said something negative about Canelo. And the uh, pro Canelo crowd was on his ass. So now he's been he's been doubling back and he's been trying to say, yo, oh, that's some bullshit. You shouldn't have done that. What I do like is that Jamel is showing improvement. He's showing that he's in the gym. He's showing that he's working out. He's acting. You know, yeah. doing, he's doing his lions only shit. You know, every time I look up, I got a I got a live from him. You know, Instagram going. He's going live and shit like that. So I see that he's trying to promote the fact that he has a a, a, a fight coming up and everything. But. Him saying that about Boo Boo Andre goes back to him and Andre not fighting because Andre pulled out a week before that fight, I think. Yeah, something about, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some contract issue or something. Yeah, yeah, whatever it pulled was. Out about that. Yeah, Andre yeah, they, pulled they out They got the history. Yep. Him with, and, with both Charlos, right? With both Charlos. With both Charlos. And I think one or both of the Charlos said, as long as they hold a position in boxing, he would never be able to do anything. He would never be able to get a fight. That's what they're saying, man. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I read that one time, and I heard them talking about it. It was like, yo, as long as it's us, he'll never be able to get a fight. You know what? If, uh, if I'm Andrade, if I'm Boo Boo, that's what I'm doing. You know his plans. You know what, man? If he does get the Caleb plan and unifies, you know, there's rumors of a uh, third triple G. And Andrade, man, go get that third triple G fight. Fuck up his plans. Then he has nothing else to say. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. you got this dude, and now you want to go and like, oh, he's going to change his plans out. He's going to go after Charlo. Go after Charlo yourself, bro. Cut off his plans. You should go. Either that or, I don't know, man. See, the the, the thing about it is, is Eddie Hearn is on some bullshit, too, because Andre went over there for that. He went over there. He wanted to fight Golovkin. He wanted to fight uh, Canelo. He wanted to fight Mungia. And all these guys are moving out the way. And you as a promoter, you're supposed to make those fights for him, and you haven't done it. You haven't done it. And and, and if you go back and look at the press conference, the post-press conference, he's telling Demetrius to leave. It ain't just Canelo going, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. It's, It's Eddie Hearn saying, Demetrius, Demetrius, leave. Go. 
He's saying it. So that's kind of like that's that's nerve wracking to me. Like that's it's kind of like why did you sign this guy and then you pawn him off on PBC and say, oh, he hasn't fought the Charlos or he hasn't fought this guy, he hasn't fought that guy. We offered Charlo seven million. Hey, listen, my man, you got you got three guys over there that he could fight. Mongia just moved out the way to fight sign to fight another guy. So so what's the what's the issue then? What's the issue? Are they really scared? Could be. And maybe stylistically really horrible matchups from, right? Um, he's he's a bad matchup. Andre is a bad anybody. matchup for everybody. He's a bad everybody. matchup for everybody. And that's just to be honest, like that Capoeira style he did with Liam Williams, that was horrible. That was horrible. But let me say this. If Canelo hit you with that right hand the way that you got hit by Williams, it's going to be a different type of feeling, pimp. If Charlo hits you that way, that's going to be a different type of feeling. Only person I right. think that you have the, the biggest upside on is Triple G. And Triple G I would say, man, go get, that, go get that dude, man. That's what I would do. Go ruin their plans, man. Did ruin you, it. Triple G I would fuck it That's what I would do. That's what I would tell them. Hey, bro, and, and, go ruin this. Go ruin that. Anybody he's trying to go after, man, ruin his shit. Absolutely. What and I what, would I, do. what I would do on top of that is, for me personally, I would take less money just so I could get the fight. Like, yo, give him the biggest payday. I'll take less money. I'll take a million dollars. Just give it to me. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of that, uh, what what did he say? Uh, Jermall posted, um, and I, I probably has misquoted it. He put, "Fuck, fuck the fame, fuck the money, fuck the networks. I want his next Canelo fight." Right? He says, "I want an next." Like kind of like you're saying, "Fuck the money, fuck everything else, man. Let's just make it happen." Am I? And it might just come true. And this is great, man. We hope we get to see these fights soon, and. And we finally get all these big fights and I, I bigger for everybody. Him. I want to see him. Yeah, um, man. I want to see him. Yeah. I know a lot of people think this shit is about payday, but when you come from certain environments that these guys come from, when I was fighting, whether it was in the alley, when you brawling and all that shit, it ain't got nothing to do with money. You fighting to prove the motherfuckers in the neighborhood that you can that you can scrap. So the motherfuckers that's calling Canelo out ain't trying to get paid. They want you to know that they can fight, bro. Mm-hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't see none of the motherfuckers giving Canelo a hard time unless it's going to be Charlo or David Benavidez. That's it. Man, after last night, that, who, I thought about this a little bit. I think who you think gives him a who you think give him a tough time? Man, I'm just going to say it. Benavidez, bro. That's it. I, I have to say it. Yeah, I think so. I think this is the only dude who might be able to just give Canelo the hardest time, right? And he like, fight angry. He fights angry. Exactly. He exactly. fights angry. He, he do the same shit Canelo. Arr! Listen to him when he throwing I punches. Think, yeah. That uh-huh. motherfucker is angry when he throwing punches. He really trying to, he's trying to hurt you, bro. Right, because like when, when, when we did this, uh, the last podcast, right, we talked about, you know, um, uh, what's it, uh, BJ Saunders being a lefty and the last time he fought a lefty, it, all that shit to me is out the window now. That was seven years ago. This dude ain't the same. And he's imposing his will on all these dudes. And it seems like the only one that could, that's, I mean, they all want to smoke, but the only motherfucker that might be able to shut off his whole party, bro, is probably Ben Benavides, bro. Uh, it might be him, man. I don't know. Uh, those are the only two fights I see that give him a problem. It's going to be, and- I mean, not Andre, it's going to be David Benavides. Or Jamal Charlo. That's it. 
That's it. I don't yeah. see nobody else giving him. And I'm not saying that to say that nobody else can't fight. By no stretch of the imagination is that what I mean. By no stretch of the imagination. All I'm saying is that those guys have the better option. They have the better set of skills and a better toolbox when it comes to fighting to beat a guy like that. I just don't see a situation where these guys who, who are very good boxers, but they haven't fought nobody. Um, I just, I just don't see it, man. Like I don't want to go through everybody's record and do all this because we'll oh, be no, we, we, we'll no, be doing and all that all day. Listen, bro, we can Billy dissect Joseph, everyone's record. We can, we, we really can. If I compare Demetrius Andre and, and, and BJ Saunders, Canelo said Demetrius is a is a born fighter. So why did you fight? Why did you fight Billy Joe then? You understand what I'm saying? Like th- those are that's two of the same goddamn thing. The only thing difference in B- Billy Joe and Andre is uh, Andre knows how to fucking move for real. He knows how to fucking move, and then when he hits your ass, he's gonna tag you for real. Like that feather dusting shit that Billy Joe was doing. That's just gonna be a little bit more on that shit when it comes from Andre. Yeah, like, gonna like be a uh, little bit more on there. Yeah, I, th- I think um, BJ Saunders was a little bit more faster at 160. I know it's eight pounds, but I, I said that last time. I, I think that might have been. I don't think he's it just not as he's, he's not as he's not as um, man, not taking on away, but he's not as he was at 160. The Billy Joe that was looking out in the crowd when he, he got him to miss that punch. He's not that same dude like I don't, that. I don't think it matters. And again, it was Lemieux, so that is. I don't know. It's David fucking Lemieux. Like, David Lemieux is a flat mm-hmm. foot fighter. He wants to throw a lot of power punches. And this was the thing that I was saying to other people um, who, were, who were willing to listen. If I were Charlo, that would have been one of the guys I would have tried to put on my resume. Like, I, would have been, I wouldn't have been waiting. I don't understand why these guys are waiting on Canelo. Like, you know, you know the guy <laughs> isn't going to be fighting you anytime soon. I would have went right for Lemieux and anybody else who I could have beat the fuck out of and just got the shit out the way. Build your resume. Yeah, man. And, and this is a thing, too. Um, I thought about a little bit of this. If these guys just wait on Canelo, there will, um, it comes a time where if you don't see every style and you're not fighting each other, that only hurts your levels to when and when you get up there because you're just waiting. So if you just sit back and fight mandatories after mandatories, you're never leveling up, right? You're not increasing your ability. You're not getting slightly better. If you're just saying, I'm just, I want to wait for that gold ticket. And you're not going to get it. You, and it eventually, you hurt yourself. You know, right. when you do get it, now what we're going to think, like, oh, man, come on, man. Like, like right now, we're playing, right? We're thinking, like, okay, he looked all right for Struex. Got a mandatory at the way. What does that say now when you put Canelo there? You're just sitting and waiting, you know? Man, look. That's why I, that's why I want them all to mix around, bro. I would like one model fight too, but the thing about it is it only helps each other, bro. It does, but at the same time, like Canelo's the only person in a position to duck these guys. Like he can move out the way of Andre, out the way of a Charlo. But David Benavidez is still sitting there because he's actually at 168. Uh He's the only one at one actually at 168, unless Andre moves up and tries to get up at 168. But if I was Charlo, man, I would go, I would try to get that Golovkin fight. Yes, I would try to get the Eubanks fight. Like I would get those fights. Those would be the only fights on my on my plate right now. In June or July, when you fight, I would say, "Yo, this is what I want. I want Chris Eubanks. Who, who's he fighting? Uh, Montiel is we uh, Charlo uh, is fighting. Jamal, yeah, because he oh he in that post he mentioned he'll get rid of that fight and go 
for Canelo next. But they, it, he ain't going to get that fight. He ain't going to get that fight, bro. He is not getting well, no... Well, he won't get it until he gets... Uh, we'll see once if and when the plan happens. Because after that plan, what's next? Where else do you go? Yeah, but what I'm saying is that Charlo has an upcoming fight against Montiel, right? Oh, no. I'm just saying about... He mentioned it in his post. Like, okay. like fuck this fight. I'll go get that fight. I guess he's pretty much saying, man, I'll scrap all my plans just to come get your smoke. Yeah, you and, I, and, I, and I hear that. I hear that. But at the same time, you know that's that's not going to happen. I would just go. Oh, I would worry, yeah. I, mean, I would worry about the guy in front of me. I would get him out the way. And then I would just go at the Eubanks because you were supposed to fight Eubanks in 2020. I would try to go against Eubanks. And then I would try to put like Gabe Rosado, somebody, man, put somebody on your resume, bro. Golovkin been doing that shit for years, man. Fight nobody's. Hey, they call right, Sarah Meta. All these guys. That's a good name. I mean, look, look, look what he did with uh, Jacobs. That's a good name. And Jacobs. Some people like, say he ugly lost that fight. Why wouldn't you go take that Jacobs fight? lost that fight to me. I don't know how anybody else feels about it, but Jacobs lost that fight to me. I honestly didn't see him doing enough. Um, I don't know what was wrong with Jacobs that night. I think he don't want to fight no more. I think he's he's more worried about wearing turtle, turtlenecks and double-breasted suits, you know? And that's just me. <laughs> that's just me and my thinking. But when I when I look at him, uh, I don't see a guy that's interested in fighting. Mm-hmm. Even when you watched, when they said, in the winner of the match, such and such, such, he wasn't saying nothing. Gabe was like, yeah, yeah. And then when they said his name, he's like, yeah, sit your motherfucking ass down. You heard them talking in the background. Yeah, I was like, you was worried about it too, though, because you know that you ain't do no fucking good job. He know that. He know that. He barely, you know, he barely eked out a win against fucking Golovkin. And all he had to do was put some pressure on Golovkin. I don't know why he didn't, but... Uh... Hey, man, he, he actually... I'll, I'll give Jacobs credit. Remember young Jacobs when he ran up all the way up to uh, one of the Charlos to his face. And yeah. that fight never happened, man. I'm like, yeah, it oh, didn't. Shit. It didn't. It didn't. I don't, all, man. I don't all know what talk happened. And nothing happens in the sport, man. What's yeah. going on, man? Yeah, that's because you I think know? one of the Charlos said they was a king of New York. Something like that, right? Yeah, they said they was a king of New York. And when he heard about it, you know, he pulled up on him at the, <laughs> at the fight, at the... Uh, at yeah. that gathering or whatever it was, but and he and he was being interviewed too, bro. He didn't care. Jacobs yeah. went up, right up on him. Yeah, one of the I forgot. I think one of the Jacobs being who was somebody was being interviewed. And he just walked up to the interview. One of the Charlos. I yeah. forgot which one too. Bro. Somebody was. It was. I forgot. I forgot how it was going on, but motherfuckers walked right up on that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. He went right up to him, bro. Yep. Like I heard you've been talking, pimp. Man, telling you, he, he had that savage mode back then, man. I don't yeah. know where that savage is. From him anymore. I, I, I like I'm saying, man. I, just, I think he's done with boxing. I don't think you know he's that interested in actually being involved with the actual fight game, like getting in the ring. I think he more more wants to be the guy commentating, you know, uh, an analyst or whatever it is. Because okay. that that Gabe Rosado fight, I didn't see much to say. Oh, you know, yeah. Like I'm that dude. Like I didn't see nothing. I didn't right. see nothing. Um, but yeah, man, this is where we are. Uh, happy Mother's Day to everybody. Uh, all happy the Mother's out there. Day. Definitely. Um, shout out to all the moms, man. Love you, mama, wherever you are right now. Um, you know, COVID got this whole situation where I can't really 
come see you and everything. And I don't want to um, be over there and spread nothing, even though I'm not. But uh, my mama know I love her, man. Love you, mama. Crazy about you. But um, Canelo Alvarez, Saul Canelo Alvarez, man. Three belts, one more to go. One more to go. One more to go. Let's see so it. let me ask okay. you a question. Dimitri Bivol, if he comes down to 168, does he beat Canelo? And don't tell me some bullshit on some don't don't do favoritism, bro. Like honest opinion. Dimitris Bivol, the one who last week, uh, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. that, that Dimitri Bivol loses to Canelo. Same thing I said. All right. No, uh, and, and I'm not trying to agree with you. I'm just saying. I That Dimitri Bivol was to Canelo. I just think he got hit. He got touched up so much. I'm like, man, it, it might have just been in the gloves. But either way, this Canelo touches that dude up. It touches and, him and, up. And see, so this is the thing I'm saying. All right. I think Dimitri Bivol is a is an educated fighter, right? I think he's technical. He doesn't throw. He's economic with his punches, right? I'll say it that way. He doesn't throw a punch that he doesn't want that he doesn't think will connect, even down to gotcha. the jab. Gotcha. All right. But when you're in the ring, when you're in the ring with a guy who's going to be fainting with you as well, but mm-hmm. and he starts to understand where you are in the ring and the level. A competition you are he blasts he will at some point start to blast through that he will he will eight ounce gloves bro it, not that way it, it'll be you, 10 you, it'll be you, 10 you've been right you, you know you, you've been you've been in the gym this barn when you put out 14 16 ounce gloves you can block that yeah for all once we switch to eight ounces man i'm yeah. cutting through all of that guard yeah for those you know, who don't so, know um I think they use at, at 160. I think once you move past 147, they use 10 ounce. But oh my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but, yeah. but regardless, regardless, for those who don't know, when you're in the gym and you and I don't know if you tried it, but if you try to spar with an eight-ounce glove with headgear on, it's damn near like getting hit. Yeah. You know <sighs> what I mean? It's damn near like yeah, Vaseline ain't gonna help shit. It's damn near like not having headgear on. For those yeah. who don't know, it's damn near like not having anything going because the glove is smaller and you can feel the punch when it connects and when it hits the skin or it hits the head or whatever it is. You right. can feel the right. impact of the punch. So, um, yeah, just look at, uh, for example, look at Floyd training. He uses like 20 ounce gloves on those bags when he's training. But then when he when it's fight night, you know, he's packing them eight, 10 ounce gloves and it's different. Yeah. It's different, you know, so. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So just go, going back to the uh, the Bivol man, he's gonna be cutting through that guard like nothing. That Bivol that night just I, didn't. I'm just. I like Dimitri Bivol out of 18 fights, so I just don't. I just don't know. I don't have enough to say. That's a guy, that could be Canelo. Um, I know there are some people out there right now that disagree. Oh, you got your fucking mind. That month, blah blah blah. I'm telling you, man. I said. Listen, everybody that said that he would lose to so far, I've been right. And I don't think there's a situation. I, I think Dimitri Bivol would have to drastically improve. And I think he, he would have to be more active. Uh, this last fight we just saw him have where he was in the ring. Uh, I think the guy caught him 
they were trading punches or something like that. And he, he's, he got either stunned or he stopped because I don't think he expected the guy to throw another punch in return. Well, my friend, when you're facing Canelo, you're going to get that back all night. Yeah. Combinations. Yeah. Combinations ripping through. Yeah. Body yeah. and head, bro. You don't even yeah. know where to put your gloves up anymore. Should I put them down? Yeah. Put my, uh, tuck in my elbows lower? Because now it's open. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I understand. I, I like Dimitri Bivo. Um, I liked him uh, after his, I think, ninth or tenth fight when I got a chance to watch him. I think he was that's when his, he was having a whole knockout streak or whatever. But um, I think he's a really good boxer, educated feet. Like I said, he's an educated fighter. Um, he's economic with his punches. He 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 works off the jab. He he darts in and out. He has a kind of a style that that kind of throws you off balance. But when kind you like guys, methodical. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's methodical. You know, it's very, it's economic. Like he doesn't just mm-hmm. throw. He's not punches. wasteful with his no. energy or nothing. Nothing. But I think in a situation where you're trying to do that with Saul Canelo Alvarez, like that's just not going to fly. It's just not going to fly. Like I don't see, I don't see how you're going to get in there. Like you're going to have to, he's going to have to sit down on those punches. Bivol is in one. 75. 175. Let me ask you this. What about Bivol versus Better Biev? I think that's a good fight. That's a fight that they haven't made yet because it's kind of like the same thing with with these other weight classes. Yeah, these guys are just ducking each other. They're standing on each other way. Um, I think the inactivity um, of both of them is doesn't present no advantage, but I think if there was going to be a winner to that fight, I think it's better be if because he he likes to come forward. He likes to mow guys down. Solid dude, heavy-handed. Yes, yes, and he he loves he loves to bring pain, and that's what I'm saying. Like for people who don't understand that, I know he's a little. I know he's bigger than Canelo, but what do you think is going to happen when he gets in? A, like it's the same. It's almost the same thing. You also me. see better be versus a uh, better BF coming down to one sixty eight. No, I don't think he. I think he's too big for that. I think better BF might be too big for that. But I gotcha. think if, Canelo has to go up there to see him, right? Yeah, he, he can't. Okay. So if you're saying better BF versus Canelo, I think he will wax. I think he will wax Canelo. Man, I'm, man, I'm gonna have to agree. I think he will wax Canelo. Like, like if this you're talking about at 175, I'm talking about 175. At 175. BF. Okay. So yeah. I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying better BF Bavo. I was thinking better be a, better be a would run over uh uh Bavol. but he would do the same thing to fucking Canelo too, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. I, I don't think Canelo go up there. You think so? I mean, he went up there with Kovalev. It's cool. But yeah, but Kovalev. That's, I don't, I don't, I don't know that's about, opportunity. I don't, I don't, that's cherry picking. I, I, I don't know. That's cherry picking. I, Let's call it like it is. That's cherry picking. Kovalev is damaged goods. That's not to be disrespectful, but. Con- Kovalev has been hurt. He's been knocked out like he's been knocked out by Andre Ward once. Uh, Sullivan Barrera knocked him out, and I think another person might have knocked him out. So, like he's kind of he's kind of damaged. It's not to say anything bad about him, but it's just to say a guy like Canelo stepping in the ring with him, who sharp shoots. If he finally fucking connects and hits you, bro, it's gonna be it's it's good night, and we saw that already. So that you cherry picked that fight, and even though Kovalev had a belt, that was a cherry pick. Like I know what that is. You you went up there, you found the easy fight, you got a belt, and you and you vacated, right? So that gave you three or four weight classes: one fifty four, 
175. So now you got four weight classes under your belt, and then you let the belt go and you uh you move out the way. But if you plan on staying up there, go ahead. I would like to see better BF and you and you rock out. I don't think you can uh counter punch with that guy all night. I don't think so either, man. That that's a no, that, and that's what I was going to get to, right? So we've seen him go to 179, but that was against Kovalev. Now, seeing a younger, more active, current champ, yeah. I don't know, man. That's yeah. different. You can, you can see it. You can see though. it in the guys that he fight. Anytime you fight a guy that everybody knows is Kovalev the crusher, and he barely throws his jab, or he just puts it out there to create space, and he's not trying to knock your fucking head off. Like, we know Kovalev for trying to – he tried to kill Andre Ward. You try to kill Andre Ward, yeah. and then they get to this point where you don't want to—you don't want to do nothing. You gun shy. You gun shy about the punches. That means you ain't—you ain't meant to be there no more. He knew what he was doing. Cash. Come on, man. Cash grab. Cash yeah, grab. Absolutely. Baby. Cherry hey, pick. Hey, Dave. Absolutely. That's all it was. I went up there. I got a title. Then you fought Callum Smith. Another grab because Callum Smith had what three weeks to prepare for that fight. Come on, man. At one sixty-eight. Come on, man. One sixty-eight. Yep, 168. Got that one. Yeah. Now he got Billy. Now we got. He, he fought Ricky Fielding. He fought Ricky Fielding. I mean, Rocky Fielding. Rocky Fielding went, come on, man. He said, he, these are cherry picking fights. Like, let, let's not act like they not. Let's not act like they not cherry picks, man. Come on, man. Rocky Fielding curled up for what, two or three rounds before he decided he couldn't take no more? I forgot how many knees, bro, he took. And smiled about it when he took them. He's like, what the fuck did I do? Yeah, man. Smiled about it. So then, you know, you fighting all these, you fighting all these guys that are easy. Where are the real fights? Where are the real fights? Where is the bit David Benavidez fight? Oh, I won't, I won't fight Mexican fighters. But you fought Angulo, you fought Chavez Jr. Gaston, I don't get that fucking sick. No, that just means that just means I, I, I don't, I don't that no, that just means I don't want no smoke with that guy. That's what I'm saying, man. I think that might be the only dude, man. He might. I mean, yo, Benavidez, he's one of those guys, bro, that never had an amateur background. He earned his his keep from grinds in the gym with top level sparring as a young guy. He didn't go down and got, you know, 100, two, 300 fights, you know. No, this dude was already mixing it up with the big boys, man. That's it's pretty wild, man. He's, he's from a different cloth, I'll tell you that much, you know. David Benavides, what is it? Las Bandera Roja? La Bandera Roja. La Bandera yeah. Roja. The red this flag. One. Wave it. Wave that shit because I feel like if... Him and Canelo get 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 that scrap. I I don't think it's going. I don't think it's going twelve rounds unless somebody gets tired. No, not at all, man. They might fuck around and take that shit to the Aztec Stadium in Mexico. They might as well, bro. You know what I mean? They might as well. The only thing about it is you don't want nobody family getting kidnapped and shit. We don't already heard about all that stuff. So, oh, man. so oh, man. Yeah, let's let's this. let's just keep it in Arizona or Texas. You know what I mean? Yep. Where y'all can make some big money and, and keep it going. But uh I would love to see that fight. I would love to see him fight David Benavidez. But you talking about 
I don't want to fight no Mexican fighters. That, that's the stupidest shit in the world, uh, Cesar. Come on, man. I don't get this. That's dumb as fuck, bro. Come on, bro. You, you, you think uh, El Gran Campeón Chavez would ever said that bullshit? Never. Who probably wouldn't even run through his mind. I don't get that statement. I don't agree with that at all. I don't I don't know where that comes the from. the fuck out of here, man. I don't know what that means, man. I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't the even want to try to understand. When Marco Antonio Barrera fought, fought one man, Will Marquez, and fucking Eric Morales, that wasn't on his fucking mind. He was trying to prove that he still fucking had it, man. They were yeah, saying these man. was the next guys up. And he's like, motherfucker, I'm right here. <laughs> For real, dude, you said that. The fuck? I'm telling you, man. You're talking about some goddamn... Same, that shit is... that Yo. That doesn't make sense, I'm telling you. I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't even want to try and understand it. Ain't no, ain't, the, only understanding, right. the only understanding I get from that is you don't want to fight that guy. You don't want to fight that guy. Not that he's Mexican or Mexican-American. You just don't want to fight that guy. That's all that means to me. Right. Right. I don't, want, I don't right. want that. I don't want that problem. I don't, want, I don't want that problem. I ain't ready for that. Same way when he said uh, Charlo... What he say, Charlo or Andre he said you haven't fought nobody. Man, Andre was just like, well, well, show me I ain't fought nobody. Prove it. They called him a pussy, then they called him a bitch, then called him all that. But then you wouldn't fight fight these other guys. I want to know what, what was so good about Liam Smith. You understand what I'm saying? What made you fight Liam Smith? If they was boring, what was so good about Liam Smith when you fought him at 154? It was two Charlos at 154. What made you fight them? But back to Andre, I think Andre is doing the right thing. I don't. I still don't think he's going to get the fight. I think he's going to have to keep pressing. I think he's going to have to show up at the next fight in September. I think he's going to have to show up in San Diego at, at his home. He might as well run up on everybody, bro. Yep, he's going to have to. You're going to have to run up against, man, if you see the Charlo sitting there, go fuck up their drinks. Pick yep. it off. Fuck them up. Oh, you see plan over there? Call him a bitch. That's it, man. You're gonna have yeah. to start doing stuff. You got to do too. something. Because every don't nobody's trying to trying to fight. I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I think I, I think I kind of get it. They see it as like, yeah, you know, like it's very difficult to be in there in the ring with that guy. I, I think I get that part, but I think part of it is his Andre's focus. You know what I mean? Like, go, 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 just go watch, just go watch some of his fights, man. Just go go watch him. Yeah. And you'll be like, ah, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that either. <laughs> like, yeah. Nah, he probably look, nah. Fuck him. Yeah, I, okay. I don't need that. Okay. I don't need that. Yeah, man. But I tell we'll you what, though, that. if Canelo, you know, hey, man, pick up one of these Charlos, my guy. Pick yep. up one of these Charlos. Because the thing get, about get, it get, is, uh, Maul ain't Maul ain't going backwards. He goes forward and sideways. He ain't going backwards. Even when Devonchenko tried to press him, he went backwards for a little bit when he tried to reset and catch his breath. But then after that, he went right back to the center ring. He was like, come on. Come on, big fella. And you see what happened to Devonchenko at the, at the end of that fight. That motherfucker face was all swollen up. He couldn't see out of one eye. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And then Definitely. fucking Golovkin fought him and, and lost the fucking fight. I don't know, man. Golovkin, Golovkin man. I, I, life and death with him. 
Golovkin, man, I I, I never I, I ain't saying nothing out of him, man. I'm gonna just be honest. I ain't saying nothing. I ain't saying nothing. I seen two fights with, with Canelo. You won the first one. I give you that one, Golovkin. You won that one. I give you that one. Uh the second one, you got you got you just gotta you just got power punch. You got stalked and power punch for the whole fight. And then you fought Danny Jacobs. You to me, you lost that fight. I don't I don't see much about you that that people were saying, oh, his power, his power, his power. His power was coming from guys that he could knock the fuck out. Do that with Charlo, though. Stand in front of Charlo and do that shit. Let me see you do that. Let me see you try that. Because, you know, Charlo, Big Charlo got a response for that shit. Definitely. He ain't going to just let you hit him like that. Nah. We got to see these fights, man. I hope so. Yeah, but they're not giving them to us, Cesar. You know, I, I hope it happens and these dudes just stop, you know. Got to see them, man. This is a bad thing. This is one of the shits that I hate about the sport as much as I love it. This is the shit that comes with Oh, man. This that bullshit, man. Too many belts. Mm-hmm. Too many sanctioning fees. All this bullshit. I'm just like, like all, all these belts and these whack-ass promoters getting away because you got right. The, you... the promoters can block fights for the fighters so they can make sure that their fighters make the most money so they can get paid as well. Oh, but yeah. if we want to see the best fights, man, put these motherfuckers in the ring. Like, what are we oh, waiting yeah, on, bro? Like, you got everybody just getting a belt nowadays, man. I mean, re- remember that uh, that one fight with uh, uh, Roly, um, when he got a belt? Like, what belt? A bunch I of I thought Tink had that belt. You know what I'm saying? Tink has that belt. What you doing with a belt? Who'd you beat? Because you barely even beat this guy. I'm like, God damn, these belts, man. And Mauricio, Mauricio Suleiman, he's... He's one of the main culprits for this shit. You got the Mestizo belt now. You got Devin Haney with the with the with the actual WBC belt, but he giving a belt to Ryan Garcia and all this shit. Like, why does everybody have to have a fucking belt? There should be one fucking belt, man. That's why. I, that's why I say UFC at least got that part right. With when they, when oh they yeah, one fucking champion. That's it. Man. That's that's one thing they got right. They got that's one that thing right. they got right. The, the, that's one thing, man. That's one thing I like. The about only it. thing I seen them do was make an interim champion while the other champion was like hurt, like injured or something. Yeah, some shit like. And then that. he came back and then fought them, right? The way it really should be. That's the, way, that's that's the whole point. That's it. That's that's the whole that's point. It. I feel like there should be a, a world championship belt and like an intercontinental belt or interim belt. You know, like I don't. All these other whack ass belts, man. These guys running around. Oh, I'm, I got this belt, and I'm gonna go tuck the belt and hide it. Man, b- boxing, we done said this already. Boxing is king of the hill. If you the motherfucking king of the hill, stand up on the top of the hill and let these motherfuckers run up and you knock their ass down. That's what fucking Roy Jones did. That's what fucking uh, uh, Larry Holmes tried to do. That's what fucking, uh, what's my man's name? Damn it, man. Um uh, Pernell Whitaker tried to do. That's what all these guys tried to do, man. Like, I just don't get all this, get a belt, and then go sit off on the side where can't nobody see me. That's what Errol Spence is trying to do. He want to unify all the belts. That's what Shakur Steven trying to do. He want to unify belts. But everybody running and ducking and saying, I don't want to fight that guy. I don't want to fight that guy. Or they dropping belts. Lomachenko, for those who don't know, Lomachenko was a WBC champion and gave up his belt so he didn't have to fight Devin Haney. 
I don't know nobody that will work so hard for something that they give it up. I don't even know how you do that. That's just like me saying right now, I become the number one podcast doing this type of shit. And we're number one and we get paid $10 million and I walk away from the $10 million and say, I don't want it. <laughs> but I work to get the shit. Right. This, this is what comes with this baggage, man. This shit is trash, it's man. It's trash. This is the shit show, bro. This is the this is the bullshit that that fucking grinds mm-hmm. my gears, man. Because you sitting yeah. here and you think a guy will work that? I don't know nobody as far as boxing, especially the guys that I know, whether they amateur or pro, that work that fucking hard to get to the top, and then say, you know what? I don't even want the belt no more. You can have it. That's true. I don't know nobody that did that. And that's the thing, right? As soon as uh, they get to a certain part in their career, history repeats itself again. They start picking shit, you know? And then it just messes up everything on the bottom. Wasn't that belt that Loma had, wasn't that originally uh, Mikey Garcia belt? Because Mikey Garcia moved up or some shit like that? Oh, yeah. Possibly. Possibly, I forgot. I forgot how the whole situation went, but that was 135 right yeah in the end fucking loma yeah lomo ended up with the fucking belt and devin haney became the mandatory and instead of fighting devin haney he gave up the belt so then you go and fight fucking what's this kid's name delfimo lopez you go fight him for three belts and now they saying that this dude is undisputed this is what happens when you start adding too much shit. This is what happens. And, and then the worst part about it just it cause is, a mass confusion. And then WBC president Suleiman is handing him a green belt that says top rank on it. <laughs> this shit ridiculous, man. It's crazy, man. This shit ridiculous. You gave him a belt just to make sure that he was seen as an undisputed champion. Yeah, While man. you know the WBC champion is Devin Haney. Tell me, bro. All these organizations are just fucking horrible. Hey, real quick, man. Let me say this too. I know a lot of people out there are dealing with depression, um, stress, stress, anxiety, and all these things. So, salute to Ryan Garcia if you're really going through it. Um, I just have a hard time understanding what it is he's actually going through. Um, I've seen a lot of boxers deal with personal issues, and they're not taking pictures on the beach. Um, they're not taking the time out to address fans and shit like that. So I kind of question what it is, his motive is behind that shit. But if you hurt, if, you, if you're dealing with some type of physical or mental ailment, salute to you, my brother, get through it. But um, him and uh, uh, Emma Williams as well. He also hmm? left for the mental. Um, OK, I heard about him. So 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 um, all the power to him as well for Emma Williams. He's a young prospect, if anyone doesn't know, because he's young. But um, he's, he, has, he has a bright career as well. So it's also to him. Hope he gets some uh, help or gets better. Yeah. These are the things we don't know. I, I don't know. But I, just I don't know either. But better, I right? just it just seemed very weird when you're dealing with mental health issues um, and you're posting about it and then you're striking out at people. I know at one point when me or someone that was close to me was dealing with depression, they didn't really want to be bothered. They didn't post about anything. They didn't engage in no type of way. When you would go to see them, they were very somber or melancholy or they were down. 
they uh were not in the best mood um and they were they weren't on their phone looking at facebook and and doing all this other shit so um it's kind of kind of weird to see that he's still posting you know uh about mario lopez and calling him an asshole or whatever he was doing but all that stuff is just kind of weird to me to see him doing that and you're saying that you, you're dealing with depression or stress yes. or whatever so how then mario told him uh, I think Mario Lopez went on a uh, podcast and he was basically saying that he doesn't he doesn't quite believe that the kid is really oh, dealing with it. OK, OK. Yeah. I see what you're saying. OK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and, I'm, and not I, I'm not on. I don't know it, but I kind of feel the same way as Mario Lopez. It's kind of like, yo, if it's really a problem with you. Shut the phone off and make sure that you go get some help. I don't know. I don't know anybody that has dealt with depression or stress or anxiety. And they be on these apps, you know, in Hawaii, having a good time. Like, I don't know nobody doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know any boxer, especially, and let's say this real quick, because boxers walk a very lonely road or, or all, anybody that does a combat sport, you walk a very lonely road. When you win, everybody's your friend, everybody loves you. When you lose, you're by yourself and everybody fucking hates you. That's just how it goes. I know that for a fucking fact. All right. So um, I know if you're not mentally strong on that level, it can definitely play some tricks on you because you have to be mentally strong. Boxing or MMA, these are sports where you have to be mentally strong, where you have to take a punch in the face and it hurts and you have to act like nothing ever happened. You can have a concussion in a ring act like the shit never even happened you have to have a poker face at all times so uh outside of that we've seen guys like uh, muhammad ali deal with tons of problems racism issues the uh the boxing world falling apart on nobody wanted they were trying to keep him from fighting the government was against him uh you had he was dealing with racism you have fucking mike tyson dealing with all the bullshit that he had to deal with people lying and saying that he raped him and everything and still going to ring and fight And still go in the ring and fight. You have fucking Canelo recently talk about his brother got kidnapped. The what two days before the fight, a day before the fight. He said three days. And he just he dealt with the shit, man. He kept going. So it's kind of like we have examples of guys who actually had to deal with the shit. And maybe we just live in a different time and a different era where these guys are always on their goddamn phones. Maybe that's the thing. I know I went off all off topic, but these are one of these. I feel like we're having a segment right now where we're fucking venting because this is the fucking theater of boxing. Um, it's just a lot of bullshit going on in the sport that I love. Um, and these are the things that I just do not like, man. I want the best to fight the best. If you're not, if you're not ready and prepared to fight, I think you should just come out and say, Hey man, now is not the time for me to be fighting this guy. I'm not ready. I think I need a couple more fights before I get in the ring with this person. Um, it's, it's just a lot going on in the world of boxing, man. It's very irritating and annoying to me. And I just express my frustrations with it because that's what we're doing. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you could be right. Brian could be. I don't even want to say it, right? Because what if it's true? But um, one thing is true, though. There is rumor that De La Hoya and Golden Boy are trying to go to Thriller. They're taking their whole promotion over. Smell a tactic here, maybe? Uh, I don't know what it could be. You I think know? I think De La Hoya is just trying to attach himself to money, but maybe maybe there's a tactic. I don't know. 
You know what I'm saying? Because that oh, was no. supposed to be coming up. You know, that's his biggest star now. You don't have Canelo anymore. And his big star is Ryan. No, and now... Was Golovkin ever with him? No? No. Okay. No, Golovkin has his own promotions. Okay. Uh, I forgot his promotion name, but... um, Yeah, so... I mean, you never know, man. This could be a crazy... And this is a crazy conspiracy theory, so... We're just talking... You know the same facts or nothing. We're just no, talking. No, you know so. But he did say uh, it. Oscar yeah. said. Odh. Odh said it his, his damn self. You know he's he's he liked the way they do business and he's thinking about taking you know his stable over there. So ain't no speculation about it. He said that shit himself. I don't know what tactic would it be because the only person he's dealing with is the zone. Well, I mean the tactic to not give the zone their best. Uh, you know, card, right? His ace. He has voiced his frustrations last time with the zone. And he threw some shots at the zone executive saying, Oh, I got my paper or my card here. Ain't no the zone executive here cheering wow. me on or something like that. Something like that. And I'm obviously all out of context on that, but he did say something like that. And it's obviously out there on Twitter. So if anyone's watching, you could scroll through and probably find it during that card night. He said that. So it might just be some tactic, like, all right, you guys don't want to show me love? Fuck it. Now I might tell this kid it just you know. I don't know. Well, I know I know a few months ago, uh one of his fighters was on a car with ESPN. And I know Bob Aaron was like, I don't know if you remember that, but Bob Aaron was like, I'm here supporting my fighters. Where's Oscar De La Hoya? Like he should be here supporting his fighters, and he's nowhere to he's nowhere to be seen. Oh my god, bro! Hey, that's not aging well on this guy, especially since uh, Canelo said in that interview, right? He don't care about nobody but himself. He ain't yeah, a all, promoter. He don't run Golden Boy. Yeah, it's all crazy. They say Richard Schaefer was the one. Richard Schaefer oh, he was, was the one bro. behind the scenes running everything. Oh man, you have to remember and. Uh, Richard Schaefer and now Heyman ran Golden Boy. They were in one. Everyone was fighting under Golden Boy. Even Floyd Mayweather was getting checks from Golden Boy. Everything came from, everyone wanted to be there. But these guys were running. Heyman and Richard Schaefer. Richard Schaefer was obviously the face of it. As we all know, uh, Heyman's always in the background doing his deals. But, bro, they ran it. And guess what? This dude ain't around. He ain't putting in work. They're probably like, well, we're going to buy out the company then. And then that's when this whole suing shit came out, you know, and uh, history's rest. Everyone left him and he still seems to be on the same shit, I guess. Yeah, motherfuckers. That's crazy. Richard Schaefer <laughs> and Al Heyman took 200 and something fighters with them and built yeah, the state. Yeah, Yeah. That's crazy. They're, I'm pretty sure every other fighter saw that. Man, this dude ain't around, bro. They're right. They're only ain't around here. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what I, I mean, what I, I don't do know, like, right? I don't... What I do like about Al Heyman, as far as I heard from all fighters, is they all say the same thing. Al takes care of the fighters. He don't care about you fighting because he knows that you can fight. He's worried about your longevity after fighting, like, you know, setting yourself up beyond beyond the boxing ring. And I think that's I think that's pertinent. I, I don't know if that's a good word, but I think that's a very good thing that uh, someone should be doing for you. Is like they're being like more of a guardian for your life and for your outside of the ring. Like 
Al is more concerned about, yeah, you're going to get paid when you go in there. I can make sure you get paid or I can make sure you get a sign-on bonus and everything. But let's set you up for long-term outside of the ring. I seen Andy Ruiz say it. I seen uh, Leo Santa Cruz talk about it. I seen uh, fucking Abner Mates talk about it. I seen the Charlos talk about it. I seen Errol Spence talk about it. They all say it. They all say Al is he, he wants you to be good. Excuse me. He wants you to be good outside the ring, not just inside the ring. He wants to he wants to make sure that you take care of yourself and set yourself up and your kids and your family. You know, so a salute to Al Heyman and Richard Schaefer if he's re- responsible for that as well. But this goddamn boxing shit, man, it's a it's a it's a whole clusterfuck right now. Yeah. And it so, seems like it seems like every time it almost gets straightened out. Some asshole finds it finds a way to knot it right <laughs> the fuck back up, man. Hey, man. At the end of the day, we still end up watching this shit, man. Still end up we watching. Still it. talk about this. Shit. Let me say this though: when Canelo when Canelo fought uh, Avni Udirum, I didn't watch that. I didn't watch that fight. I didn't pay it no attention, and I didn't plan on paying it no attention. I didn't see no point in watching that weak ass fight. It's a guy we knew he was gonna roll over, man. Like, come yeah, on, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I know you asked me about it. Like, what's your thoughts on it? What do you want me to say? I didn't I, I didn't really, watch that fight. Didn't really care for the fight like that. Mm-mm. I didn't see any point in watching that fight. Um, I almost didn't watch this fight. This young lady asked me, she was like, yo, uh, you want to come hang out? And I'm, Why not? And then, you know, the fight around the time I'm getting ready to get ready to go see her or whatever, the, the fight comes on and I plop down and have a seat. And while I'm getting ready, I notice I stop moving and doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And, you know, she ended up coming over here. So and we just hung out, but um, she Boxing was like, shit. yeah, she was just like, who, who are we rooting for? I was like, you root for whatever you want to. But I know I, I tell I, I tell you what I know who's gonna win, and she was like, "All right, that's the person I root for." Then, so there you go. Um, I, I want to see I want to see real fights, man. Cesar, I want to see the real fight, the real man, and we're not getting that. I, I hope I hope we can get a Charlo Andre fight. I hope we can get a Charlo Eubanks fight. I hope we can get all the fights that really and truly matter. Um, if if those fights don't come to fruition, but these fights where guys are fighting guys that they know they can beat and they going home, man, I'm just not, I'm not a fan of these fights. It's just, it's just taken away from the sport of boxing, man, or it's just taken away from my attention. I'm not enjoying this. I'm not enjoying this at all. I would like to see Bud Crawford fight Sean Porter. I would like to see Bud Crawford fight Danny Garcia. I would like to see him take these fights, but I don't know. I don't know who's managing him and if they're doing a good job of it, but it seems like he's over there in the bond. Top rank seems like they can't put up the money for him. I don't know if they broke or what's going on with that. That's the other thing, man. Why, why are you trying to take an American fighter over to Abu Dhabi or Saudi Arabia and sell the fight there when you could just sell it here? Like why did am I get is this something I just don't get? It just means they don't have the money to back it here. Like why why out you of their pocket? Yeah. Why you want the big safety? Mm-hmm. 
Can't you can't? So you t- you mean to tell me you can't? He's from Omaha, Nebraska. You mean to tell me you can't sell out the football stadium? It's a college football stadium that holds like what sixty to a hundred thousand people. You mean you mean to tell me you can't sell that out? I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't know, man. This this is what it comes with. It. I mean, me. I I normally don't try to get uh, too too much like that, right? Because I, I I it's like I, I already know it's part of it, and I just let it be. I just I'm just in ex- I just am excited that there's boxing happening. I am and that's too. That's pretty much it, man. So this shit is a yeah, downer. That, that's how I feel about it. Nah, this man. Is- I stay optimistic. Eventually, something will come off. You know. Eventually, I just don't want. I don't want like, you know, us to lose more networks and then it limits the sport. It limits exposure to everybody. We shouldn't pom-pom and room for a certain network. We should pom-pom and root for everybody. Once these networks go and we just have one, we're limited to see it also, you know, a lot of these young guys. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm more of a optimistic in that, you know, I, I want to see it. I want to see them too, but you know we we see what they're doing to this fucking sport. You got the promoters dividing up the fighters, saying this fight can't be made or they won't they won't take this side. They won't they won't do this. Like it's just so much. It is man. Every day is a theater, and every day I go on Twitter or YouTube, some else. It's something else, man. Some else from your favorite fighter. You didn't expect him to say this. It's like what. so let's uh, let's let's just kind of look at the Caleb Plant fight. Okay. 12, 12 round fight. Sorry. So sorry to give you that air. I was thinking about I was running the picture in the fight in my head. Um <laughs> that's all right, man. Yeah, my bad for the dead air. I you good? caught me off guard with that. <laughs> good. So I, I'm thinking about it. Man, you know what? Early prediction, if and when this happens, I say Canelo by stoppage. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say it and record it on here, so that way I could hear this shit later. <laughs> Canelo by stoppage right now. Early prediction. You think Canelo stops him? I think he. And <laughs> I think so, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I think so, man. I think so. Um, Damn it, man. Because stylistically, stylistically, BJ Saunders was supposed to be a more tougher fight. Stylistically, only that. But now that I'm picturing plants, stylistically, man, he's there. He's there. He's there for this guy. So I say stoppage, man. I mean, it could be like a TKO, you know, standing where the ref jumps in. But I don't really see a knockout per se. But I see like okay. a stoppage, you know, if, if like eventual, you know, um, taking a bunch of body shots, with good hits, and then that's it. Um, that's how you see. It. How do you see it? How do you see? It? I see it a twelve round fight. I see it a twelve round fight. Um, I don't know. I, I think it goes 12 rounds unless it's a, a late stoppage. Like, again, I'm going to say it the same way about what Billy Joe Saunders. It'll go – if it doesn't go 12 rounds, it goes 11. It goes 10 or 11. Like I, 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 and that's not to disrespect Cato Plant because I think he has fast hands and feet. I think he's a very good boxer. Oh, yeah. Right? But 
there are levels to this shit and I just don't I just don't see it you know like it's hard to see it right now right it's hard to see it right now how, how do if, if he would have the, the boxing you're, you're the boxing acumen of a guy like Caleb Plant or Billy Joe Saunders has to be so through the roof that it's alarming to Canelo and Canelo's in a very good position, right? Like he's he's at the weight I think he just desires to be. This is not 154. It's not 155. You know, these he's little not cutting weight. Yeah. It's not 160. It's 168. And to me, that means that he probably walked around at maybe 180, 190. I don't know. But I feel like if that was the weight that he was walking around at, then it's easier for him because in between fights, in between his fights, it takes him what two to three months to get ready for the for the for the last couple fights. That means he loses yeah. he loses that fifteen pounds very quickly. Yeah, and he's been in the gym right since the last he's, man. He's, he's yeah, he's been he in said, the gym for a while already. Yep, he said he's okay. been standing in the gym, so that lets me know that he hasn't had to struggle to get his weight down. So mm-hmm. he's probably not walking around any bigger than one seventy five, one eighty, right. if that. Right. His camp that. is pure plan. He's yep. in there with making a game plan for nope, day there's, one. Not there's all right, no, you know, three weeks no, I'm a cut weight. No. Yep, no fat camps. There are no fat camps. Yeah. So because of that, I think that he's at optimal weight. And I think that guys like Caleb Plant, while they may be good boxers, the sheer aggression of Canelo kind of overrides that. Not saying that Caleb Plant can't beat him, because I believe that. Oh no, not at all. I, Everyone I, has a chance. Yeah, I believe, I believe that if you if you put together the type of game plan that can get this dude to go back or sideways with you, then you, then, then you got something going on, but it's, I haven't seen nobody as of yet because he hasn't fought the type of competition that I want to see on fight. I haven't seen nobody put Canelo at the end of a yo-yo and like put, keep him on a string. Like none of these guys are going to be able to do it. Not, not this current um, Canelo. No, not, not, not this one. Nope. Previous, yes, you know, nope. but not this one right now. No, nope. and this one is a little different. And the reason why I say I would love to see him against Charlo is because that's a guy that he wouldn't have to worry about where he's gonna be. Like Charlo's gonna be right there, right there. You ain't gonna have to worry about him. David Benavidez is gonna be right there. You ain't got to worry about him running around the ring. They're gonna be right there. I mean, all you gotta do is just watch a Jamal Charlo fight. Like it's not like. Only time he steps out is a reset, you know, or to catch his breath. That's it. And then he goes right back to work. He goes right to the middle of the ring. He tries to get you to go back. I don't think, you know, those. that's a fight Canelo, I think he would like. Him and uh, Charlo and Benavidez, like, ain't nothing else. (laughs) Yeah. Ain't nothing else there. And, hey, and then if Charlo's up there, we mix it up with Benavidez, too. Why not, right? Do a round robin. Might as well. Might as well. Might as well. Entertainment, man. Might as well. Entertainment. Charlo opened his mouth and said that, you know, um, he'll not be be a break Benavidez neck. You know, don't talk about it. Be about it, pimp. So that's a fight I would like to see as well. But the other thing about Caleb Plant is I wonder if his hands can hold up for 12 rounds in in a fight like that. Yeah, either either one, he don't break him because he's missing, or one, he's trying so hard that you know he might catch an elbow in there, you know, 
trying to dig the body and pop. There goes his hand. But hey, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think he might try to throw one of those hard shots just to see if he can keep Canelo off of him. And, you know, he mushes it up, matches his hand up. But I don't know, man. September's just a few months away, man. It'll come very fast, bro. It, it will sneak <laughs> yeah. up on us all. Yeah. We, are, we are in May right now. And next week, I forgot who fights next week on the 15th, but Devin Haney's fight is coming up um, at Ooh, toward the, toward yeah, the end of against, the month. Very good fight against Linares. Yeah. Yeah. Who you got in that fight? I got Devin Haney. Okay. I don't even have to think about it. Not even going to think about it. I just said Devin Haney. I say knockout. You think he'll knock out Linares? I think he will knock wow. out Linares. I'll call that out and put it on record. I think he will uh, knock out Linares. Um, Linares, to me, has a suspect chin. He's been put down before, but some other, uh, like Lomachek was ever seen, but there's another fight he was put down real bad. Was, um, man, what was his name? Uh, I, I just know his nickname. He's a Mexican boxer. His nickname was Yeo, believe it or not. <laughs> knocked him out in the first round. Lenar. Knocked him out? Or just knocked Cold. him down? Wow. So I got, I'm using that with as a gauge. Tech, as a gauge for a Devin Haney. I see no possible outcome. With that. Wow. I might be wrong, but I'm just no, going to throw it out there in the Because I think they were, uh, I think they're. High-level boxers. That's what I was thinking. I think that would be a high-level boxing match. Um, and I didn't – only way I see a knockout coming is if he pushes the pace on Devin because he, he's not, you know, succeeding as a boxer in that match. And he tries to go for it, and he gets clipped. But I think I think it will be a high-level chess, chess match, oh, man. You know, I think a high-level boxing uh, when I think of them two. I, that, that's how I see it, but um, I could be wrong. But we we should we will find out. God damn it, that's one thing we will find out. That's um, gonna be a great fight, man. Oh yeah, it's gonna oh, be yeah. a good fight. It's another oh, yeah. exciting fight. And uh, is it true? It's almost sold out already, or it's sold out? It is sold it's out. In the Mandalay, it's in the Mandalay Bay, right? I forgot where it is, but I checked online to get tickets, and they only had six tickets left. There you go. And that was weeks ago hey, when I tried. Man. Hey, that goes for anybody else at one thirty-five or one thirty, saying he ain't sold nothing. Who is he and fight nobody? Those are excuses. Those are excuses. What are you going to say now? You know? All of those are excuses. Anybody saying that he's born or he can't sell tickets, all that shit is just excuses because they don't want to fight him. That's all it's ever been. These are excuses that fighters use so they don't have to fight the guy. And, and, And to be honest, if you're really being honest about it, he's the only one making the the highest amount of money at 135. <clears throat> and from what they say, he has a very, very rich contract. Yeah, until fucking Teofimo got this new, where he got, what, $5 million for his newest fight? Oh, from Thriller, right? Yeah, but that was... I mean, he don't got a contract with him. He just They just got the bid, right? So he's still a top-ranked fighter. So the bid was... The bid was like seven or eight million. I think he got the five million out of the deal or whatever. I don't know. I could be wrong, but... Um, no, no, no. I think something like that. Exactly. Yeah. They got so, something to that nature. Yeah, it's um, like an eight million dollar bid, and he gets the highest first. Cambosis gets the other part, and then they got to pay the other fighters out of the out of the remaining sum. So. Exactly. 
So he probably so, got like three or four million out that deal. Ain't no telling. I don't know. It's not none of my business. I don't care. Um, I just know from what I heard about Devin Haney, that boy had been a millionaire for a few fights now. Several fights. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. He trust me, I don't think money's an issue for him at all. It ain't. It ain't. It's people stepping up and taking a fight. Um, and I understand, I understand why the younger guys don't want to fight him because they're up and coming just like he is. They're all young, 21, 22, 23 years old. You know, you're trying to get your bones and make your money before you do that round robin and you guys run into each other. But at some point, you guys got to fight. And I think this is a good fight. I think Jorge Linares is a good fighter. He's a solid boxer. Um, I can't wait to see it. This should be a really good fight. I think it's going to be high level chess. I don't expect a knockout, but that would be nice, too. Yep. I'll call mine. and I'm sticking to that one, bro. I'm going to put a stamp on it. Stamp we'll it. see what happens, man. I hope so. I hope so. But yeah, no, and nothing against the Norris. Definitely. He's a, he's a great boxer. I just feel like, man, Devin, you, you got, you got, you got, you got some power, man. You know? So, but, but again, we'll see. Yeah. But that's the other thing they were trying to say about Dev is that he doesn't have power. He can't knock out guys. Oh, because of his last performance. with Yeah. Them. But he had a, he had a busted shoulder. Gamboa. Yeah. When he fought Gamboa. Gamboa. Yeah. But he had a busted shoulder. So he said the whole night I was just fighting with my jab. He said he said that was about all I could do. I was trying, he said he was trying to throw the right hand and do the best he could with it, but it wouldn't cooperate. But I'm not I'm not worried about that, man. I just think that he's just a high-level boxer. I love the way Devin fights. Um, if you're not into the the execution of boxing. And not fighting, like Dev is. This is a Dev is a very good boxer. He like he doesn't fight. Like he boxes. He if he's if he doesn't feel like he's in the right space, he steps out or he steps around or he uses his jab very well. Dev is high level boxing. Salute to Devin Haney. I I I, I like the kid a lot. Um, in the end, I can't wait to it's it's him and Tank or or. Him and uh, what's the other kid name we just mentioned? Teofimo Lopez. Stevenson. Okay, no. Teofimo Lopez. Okay. No, I don't. I don't, even, I don't even want Shakur to even get involved. I want him to stay like a, a weight class below them. Let them solve that shit. Let them solve that. But if he run, because he running out of competition, don't nobody want to fight that fucker either, man. Don't nobody want to fight these guys. They scared of him, man. And his own promotion too. But here's a here's a thing about that. Oscar Valdez and him was at 126 together, and he vacated the belt to go to 130. So Shakur was like, well, I'll go to 132. <laughs> He's right there now. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'll go to 132. Fine. I'll follow you because I want yeah. that fight. He wants that fight. And um, J- J- Jamel Herring? He did J- want to fight Jamel Herring. I forgot. He Jermel wanted to Herring, fight. Right? Who was the guy that Jamil Herring fought? Oh man, what was because as I know they were all taking like shots at him. So uh, was I that know. Carl Frampton? I am, yeah, 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 exactly. Carl Frampton. Carl Frampton. Yep. He wanted to fight Carl Frampton, and when Jamil Herring won, he said, "Well, I wasn't expecting that, but you know, you my guy, but you can get it too, you know." So. <laughs> yeah. I like I like Shakur, man. I like Shakur. 
Shakur don't. He 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 trying to let y'all know, like, look, wherever wherever the belt is, I want that. Like that's what I want. That's the goal. I don't know, man, but hopefully, man, we get to see some uh, some good entertaining fights coming up. I know Showtime has a full card uh, for the what the next couple months or something like that. Yep. So that should be the next good. Few months. Yeah. yeah, that should be good. The zone has some decent fights coming up. Um, what do you think about Mungia? I think you know, I've never wild. been. I've never been high on Mungia. Okay. Never really, never really been high on him. Um, I think the kid is not really ready for these guys up there. Um, I actually, actually, I thought he lost against um, what's his name in Mexico. Oh man, I forgot his name, but I thought he lost that fight. I <laughs> shot and uh, oh, I think I know what you, I, I can't remember the fight, but I know what fight you are talking about. Let me try and look it up. Yeah, because I remember I was texting you and I'm like, I call robbery. I'm like, he's gonna lose, but he's gonna win, you know. And he did, and I'm like, I knew it. Um, I don't know, I never really been high on Gia, man. I just never really have not sold on the kid like that. Um, not that he cannot be that, but Right now, I don't see him bidding a lot of the, you know, or maybe even being that competitive with a lot of the top guys in his uh, in his weight class, which is 160, right? Yeah. So yeah, I don't see him fight, bidding anybody. Was it the – no, it wasn't that fight. Uh, it was an Irish guy, if I remember. Dennis Hogan. <laughs> so good. Bro, that one. Yeah. I thought he lost that fight. Mm-hmm. Or, or it could have been a draw. It should have been a draw. Let's I'll say that. It should have been a draw. I'll stick with robbery. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, no. Um looking at looking at the 160, bro. He loses to all of the majority of this guy. I'm just not really big on him. Um yeah. So that that's pretty much how I feel about it. Uh not that he can get better, but right now he ain't ready for none of them. Yeah, I think they just tried to raise him up through the ranks um, because he was such a ba- – he, he could just bang guys out of there. Right, right, right. But when it comes to top level, at the very, very top, it's a rarity when you see knockouts come. Um, exactly. it's, it's a certain – It's a, you have to be a certain type of fighter to knock guys out at the championship level. Uh, and if he fights a Andre, a Charlo – I think he's going to be in for a rude awakening. If he ends up in there with Canelo, he's going to end up with a rude awakening. If he ends up running across Berlanga uh, or any of those guys, he's going to end up with a rude awakening. I know Berlanga is at 168, but, you know, uh, any of those type of guys that can actually fight and box and set you up, like, he's going to have a lot of trouble because throwing punches and, and bunches is cool, but – Skills and determination and will get you to get you to match at the end of the day. Um, and I think I guess yesterday proved that shit too with Canelo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There it is. I don't know, man. Like I, we we said what that fight was gonna be. We called it. We said, hey, you know, um, BJ Saunders is an excellent. He's a, he's a good boxer. I'm not gonna say excellent. He's a good boxer, but. That's a different level. That's a different level. And the skill. So let me say this too. 
We not we didn't I didn't did you see a lot I didn't see a lot of skill from Canelo. I just saw him go for it. He just went for it. Just went forward. Yeah. Fainted a lot. Mm-hmm. Fainted mm-hmm. a lot. But we said that, right? We said he'll hunch over and he'll he'll faint and he'll draw he'll draw you in and he'll execute. And that's what he did. I, I think what he had to do. Yeah, I think that the only way we're gonna see skill from him is if he ends up with a guy like uh, better be able somebody else like that that's gonna come forward and make him you know show what he does you know because these current guys aren't gonna all he's doing is just walking walking them down. I don't see. I don't see, seems, I don't see. I don't see much coming from these guys right now. Do you think he could walk down plan two or? You just think he'll be more? Mm-mm. He gonna walk plant down. Yeah, he's gonna walk plant. Plant gonna use that jab. He gonna throw the jab out there, and you know, right hand to the body, right hand to the hip, right hand to the chest. You know, um, round six, seven, eight. We'll see how 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 well you're moving by then. You know, yeah. if, if your jab is still as accurate and fast as it is after you've been hit a few times. We know. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I wish it was uh, Benavides at that belt, man. Because uh, I've been wanting to see him and Plank at it too, because of their history. Yeah, you know? that would that would be could have been awesome him price. holding that belt right now. It could have. Damn, Dave. Damn, it, it. have been him, bro. Mm-hmm. It could have been. He's that dude's right there. It's like, hey, you want all you want 60, you gotta go to better be. Do you so let me ask you a question? Do you really think Canelo would take that fight at 168 if 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 Dave had that belt? He has to. He's been calling it out, right? Like you just but can't you, say it, right? And so so okay, so this is what I'm saying. Dave had the belt, lost it because he was out partying and doing cocaine, right? Young man's mistake. You're 22 years old. You're the youngest WBC champion at middleweight ever, right? So you made a mistake. Boom. It happens again because we enter into a pandemic and you can't make weight properly. In those two situations, where was Canelo? He wasn't asking for no fight with, with David. Like, he wasn't concerned about the WBC belt until after Dave couldn't... After Dave lost the belt, then it became a thing, right? Because Avni Yodirum wasn't a mandatory. The, the guy at the top of the ladder was David Benavides. He was number one. It was his belt. So he lost the belt. Right, so, he lost it at the scales. Correct. So instead of you fighting David Benavides, you went and fought Avni Yodirum to get the belt. So would you really have fought him if he had the belt? I don't think he would have. <laughs> that's just me, but I don't think he would have fought him for that belt. You fought Abney Udiram, who was number two or three on the uh, rankings. That wasn't a mandatory. How was he even mandatory? That's just me talking, people. I don't, you know, I don't know. It's all suspect to me, man. You know, um, I like David Benavides, La, Bena, La Bandera Roja. I think he's a very good fighter. I, I, I can't wait to see him fight again because I like the aggression. I like the anger that he fights with. Um, and the only trouble I've seen him have so far is when he fought uh, 
Ronald Gavriel, Gavriel in those two fights that they had. And he got knocked down in that fight. He, I was just going to say that. He got dropped, right? Yep, by a jab or something. Something like, weird. Something like, like a jab. Like out of nowhere, right? Like out of nowhere. You're like, whoop, he just sat down like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think it was like the 10th, 11th, or 12th round. The dude threw out a jab and it just hit him. Yeah. But uh, I think Dave's, a, I think Dave's a special talent. He just has to get better. He just needs to fight more often. That's all. Guys like him, they just need to be in the gym a lot and, and fighting. They need fights to keep them active and keep their mind perfecting a craft and building on what they have because you don't want him to get distracted and think that he can't do it or that you know he don't want to do this shit no more. So I like Dave though. Um that Ron, Ronald Ellis fight that he just had, I watched that fight like three or four times. Um, <laughs> that that uppercut to the body, man, that, that shit was wicked. In like the eighth round, when he blocked it, when he blocked the overhand right, and he waved it off. And, ugh, he up, I said, "What? Oh, you, 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 you talented, talented. Okay, you got that shit. All right, bet, Dave." Bet. And then he was in the corner telling me, he's like, no, I'm going to keep throwing it. I want him, I want him to quit. I'm going to keep throwing the right hand. I want him to quit. I said, like, I fuck with you, Dave. I fuck with you. Yeah. Dave's a killer. We need guys like that. We need guys like that to step up and take fights like that, too, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. We need guys definitely. that step up and take those fights. Um, I don't know who he, he has a fight coming up, too, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know the name of the opponent. Let me check it. Check, check, check it. Probably, uh, probably someone we don't know, man. Might be. Uh, Not sure who exactly. El Bandera Roja. Jose Uscategui. Uscategui, Uscategui. That sounds familiar. Yes. Uscategui is from Venezuela. His last fight was against Joshua Obando. It was a TKO. And then before that, he fought Lionel Thompson. Oh, he lost to Caleb Plant in 2019. He had two fights with Andre Durrell. One was a disqualification. The other one looks like it was a stoppage. He won. Okay. So he lost to Caleb Plant. Hmm. Unanimous decision. Interesting. His last five fights or six. So out of the 30 fights he has, he's no, out of 34 fights, he's lost four fights. 30 wins, 25 knockouts. Hmm. Okay. Looks like someone's going to be fighting all night. Yeah. Or as long as it lasts. <coughs> as long as it lasts for him. Salute to David Benavidez for what losing hundred and some pounds. Yeah, man. What a crazy life, man. No amateur back. Salute to him. Salute to fucking uh what's my man's name? Connor Ben, 
No amateur record. No amateur record. He's learning it all on the road, the hard way. That's crazy, man. The dudes that come from the head. That's a hard road, bro. You learn it in the gym, bro. Yeah, in the gym. Yeah, and fight night. Scrapping it with it. Yeah. Scrapping it with these dudes. Yeah, no, sure. exactly. And fight night. Exactly. Fight night. That's wild. Well, huh? My only thing was I wish he would have. And it's just me talking. It doesn't matter. But I wish he would have started at 140 instead of 147. Maybe the weight cuts too much for him, those seven pounds. Could could be, but maybe he's maybe he's a taller fighter than I think. He just looks like he's maybe five, seven, five, eight. Uh, says here that he's five eight. So, um, okay. I don't know where he would fit in at one fifty four or. It's too. Sh- mm, it's a little short. Yeah, well, we think. Yeah, we, yeah, well, we think Canelo is short. Big Canelo stocky though. He's yeah. You know, he's a fucking big ass neck. Yeah, you know? it's a big wide dude, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a wide dude. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, fucking um, billboard back and everything. Yeah. Um, so we'll know. see. He beat Samuel Vargas, so now it's just about set, uh, scheduling him another fight. Um, and we'll just see what happens from there with him. But yeah, you know, this is post fight clean breaks. We fucking saw Canelo do do what he normally does, man. And that's get a guy the fuck out of there. Breaking bones and everything, man. How many knockouts is that in the last few fights? Let's find out. Isn't that just two? Isn't that two, right? It's him. No, wait. No, no, he didn't knock out. uh, No, he didn't knock out. He went 12. Saul. Yo, Durham didn't come out for the fourth round, right? Let me see. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. Let's start here. Rocky Fielding, 2018, December, TKO. Danny Jacobs, 2019, May. Decision. Decision. Sergey Kovalev. KO. Yes, 2019. Callum Smith, December 2020. So, oh, okay. So that's what it was. So he fought in 2019 twice. And then in 2020, he only fought Callum Smith. And that was a unanimous unanimous decision. That's why he's fighting like this. Okay, got it. Yeah. Oh, because he was also some... with the Fucking, lawsuit and everything. Uh, with the lawsuit with yep. this guy, man. Yep. I forgot about that. So he's trying to make up for all the money they lost. Yep. Yep. So Callum Smith in 2020, December, unanimous decision. Avni Yildirim in February 2021, uh, stoppage. And then Billy Joe. <laughs> he just stopped Billy Joe. So there you have That's it. That's crazy, man. You know, that dude suffered a quadruple socket broken thing yeah they say it was a uh, fractured yeah three places yeah um i think i read something too where it's like a he's gonna be out for a long time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. god damn 
Yeah. That's wild, man. It ain't wild. It's just that, you know, that's the thing that comes with boxing. You know, it's a very physical sport and it's very physically demanding of like it's chess with your body. That's, that's the only thing that you can play chess with is your body and your mind. And it just so happens when you get hit in the face like that and your shit crumbles, the worst can happen from that. Now, the only the bad part is, as you don't you know, that you did get hit like that. And we hope that you can you can be better. But. You know, we've seen guys try to come back from those type of injuries, you know, and they're never the same. I hope it's not the case for anybody, you know? Yeah. That's crazy because you're right. Yeah, some of these are career-defining injuries, man. Yeah, even with uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, I think when he got hit, was it by Roberto Duran or uh, Tommy Hearns? When they hit him in the eye, remember, they told him he had he, he shouldn't fight no more because he had so much damage in his eye. Damn. Yeah, man, this is... And then I think he had to have another surgery to just keep it open, you know, at one point, because it was it was the the damage was just bad. But um, I don't know. Those Kale Brook, you know, Kale Brook is a very big uh, example. He's had two eye surgeries, one on each side, you know. And then we uh, what's my man name? Abner Martis. Oh, man. But his was a retina, too, right? Yeah, but it's still in the eye. It's still the eye. You know, so those are very significant physical injuries that you have. We don't know how he's going to bounce back. We don't know what it's going to take to get him back in in proper shape and then mental shape as well, not just physical, but and then get him used to going back in the gym. Like, how is he going to feel when he gets back into the gym? But um God bless him, man, because I heard that he went into surgery a few hours ago. Uh, Eddie Hearn posted that. So hopefully Crazy. everything everything goes well and it's nothing too too bad for him. But Canelo says, I felt to push in when I hit him. Oh, he did say that, right? He, yeah. he said that he knew he uh, broke it. Yeah, he said I felt it. He said I felt. He said I felt it when I hit him. I felt it. Uh, I felt. I felt it push in. Yeah, and then he said when I looked at him when the bell sounded, he said I told he said I went back to the corner. I told him he's not coming back out. He called it. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, because they, they they were looking at him and remember they kept uh, his cornerman was like forcing his eye open. Yeah, trying to force it open. And and the thing about it is, people can say he quit, but have you ever fought with your eyes shut, swole like that? Have you ever fought like that? The majority of people that are watching boxing never fought. They never been in a scrap. And if they have, they never been in a fight like that where they eye get swole. Have you ever had your jaw broke or your nose broken while you're trying to fight? Broken rib. Have you ever had a broken rib and try to keep moving and exhaling and trying to get air into your lungs? And, And it tightens and it feels very sharp and it's small breaths that you can take i don't think a lot of people understand what that's really like so as far as saying that he's a quitter i understand why they're jumping on this case because he said that he would never quit he would rather go out in his shield i know he said that people are pulling up the articles but right 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 right. it's one thing to say it but it's another thing to go through it my man yeah man i know did you reap what you sow and it's kind of hard right but i yeah. try to understand and be like oh man i don't know you know i'm 
I'm not the one. Fan I thought the so. So, do you think it was a bad decision to 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 stop to uh, quit? Ah man, I would say the cornerman did perfectly. If he cared for him, he saw. He probably we. we I don't know if his cornerman has he did he even come out. I haven't seen any interviews yet, but Mark he, Tibbs said. Uh, yeah. He said, I looked at him. He didn't say nothing to me. And he said, when I looked him in his eyes while well, I was trying to get a. Uh, read get him, under- read his yeah. body language. Yeah. He said, he just turned around. And he just said, you know what? That's it. I'm just going to stop the fight. Yeah, he knew if he goes out there man, and if he goes out there, we don't know what's going to happen. It's probably going to be like another Margarito. Remember what Pac-Man did to his eye? That's another guy, right? Yeah. That's another Shit, guy. It, it didn't even Pac-Man was begging the ref like, yo, stop. Yeah, he kept looking over. He kept looking over at the ref. At, right, every like, time he touched him up, he would look like, yo, would you stop the fight? Like, bro, this guy can't even see. It's already all. Yeah, dude. But And yeah, that's one yeah. thing about Pacquiao, man. As aggressive as he was, he did have compassion because he could tell when you were, you know, when you were hurt. But yeah. when, when the refs wouldn't stop that fight and when he fought, uh, when he fought Cotto, he was looking at the ref like, yo, he ain't doing nothing. Like, stop the fucking fight. Like, if he's not gonna fight me, I can't. I can't. I'm gonna kill him if I keep coming right. forward. Like and this dude. And then he had to jump in. Was at eleven or twelve? He just jumped on him. He just jumped on Cotto. And he just assaulted. Like, let him. me get this dude out here now. Yeah. Yeah. That's his job, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. So if it was me, I would have stopped it too because in that type of fight, Billy Joe isn't a banger. He's not the type of guy that sits down on punches and bangs. So why would you want him to go back in there and take more punishment against a guy who throws very fast, forceful punches? You know, like Canelo throws punches to, like, tear you apart. You know, like, that. you don't want your guy going back in there. And he can't see them when they come in, especially when it's his lead eye. It's the lead eye, right? So you're mm-hmm. talking about on the side where the guy likes to throw left hooks and you, he can't see it coming. Yeah. Just close your eye and like, see, try to throw it. And remember he came out early, like I said, and he threw two left, he threw two left hooks to the body. So imagine now you can't see him. Cause now you're probably trying to protect your face. So now you're even more open. And then he drops down and you can't see where he is on that side because there's probably three or four of them that you're looking at. Yeah, man. Hey, did you see Earl in the stands, man? Yeah, over there oh, chewing popcorn and shit, iced out. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, then they put him on the big jumble trum and everyone went wild, man. Hey, that, so, was cool. that was cool. Salute to Earl, because I heard that he's back with a Blu-ray for strength and conditioning. So that's that's a very big thing. Um, for those who don't know, Blu-ray is the one that keeps Earl's strength and conditioning, and he keeps it tightened up. So... Uh, with Blu-ray, that's where Earl gets his knockouts. So, if, for those who don't understand what that means, that probably probably means he wants the Pacquiao's and right, can, all the, the, the big guys, right? He's yeah. kind of. And if he can push for a Bud Crawford, <clears throat> you know that's the guy you need for a Bud Crawford. Definitely, yeah, man. Definitely. yeah, I, I saw that. I, I saw him out there. Eating a popcorn, like, look at this motherfucker, man. He there hanging out, chilling. Yeah, man. He's probably, he was trying to duck, too, to get him. <laughs> Be like, make sure no one's looking at me. 
Now he, you know, you know he in shape. You know, I already know he in shape. He he can't slack no more. Um, this is it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is that. That was it. You know, you gotta get certain people out your way. People that ain't really on your team, gotta remove them and stay in the gym. And eating a little popcorn ain't gonna hurt him. You know, he probably gonna have to run it off, but he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Hey man, anything else you want to add to this podcast? No, that's it. Welcome to the theater of boxing. Man, this and is I'm a out. theater of boxing, man. Fucking salute to Canelo, Saul Canelo Alvarez. Viva Mexico. You did another one, pimp. You out there goddamn cherry picking these guys. <laughs> it's another one, man. Another one in the books. Um, Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Happy, happy Mother's Day, happy mother's day to my mom, to my sister, um, my aunts, uh, and my friends, man. God bless you all. Keep doing a good good job, an exceptional job. Love you guys. This is Faux Profits Podcast. This is an episode of Clean Breaks. This is the post-fight conversation between me and Cesar Hernandez about the Billy Joe Saunders Canelo fight. Canelo won by eighth round stoppage. Uh, he busted up Billy Joe Saunders' eye and had to retire on his stool due to the injury. Uh, God bless both the fighters, especially Billy Joe Saunders, as he go through his surgery and then the rehab later on or whatever it is that he has to deal with. Uh, my man, I appreciate you, Cesar. As always, I love the conversation, bro. This is so easy for us to do for two hours. It takes nothing. Damn, that was it. Yeah, it's um, we almost there at two. Oh my god! But yeah, we out this biatch.